step right up, it's nailed. And today is a very special episode. Our mm. first nail bag. That's right. Nailed bag. Nailed bag. Nail bag. It's the listener mail bag. Yeah. Which we call the nail bag or the nailed bag. Uh-huh. Haven't figured out. But before we dive into yet. that, should mm-hmm. we should we introduce ourselves? Yeah, sure, why not? This is Nailed a Halo by Halo journey through the music of Nine Inch Nails. I'm Blake. I'm Jessica. <laughs> all right, good to get that out of the way. Yeah, for uh, all our new listeners. Welcome back, listeners. Thank you for being with us. But today's episode is... It's not a Halo. No, it's all about y'all. Mm-hmm. It's about you guys. It's about, about your you, questions. the listener. Your stories, your yeah. facts that you've shared with us. Your corrections. Uh-huh. So. Your comments. Your hate mail. We didn't get any hate mail, unless you didn't no, forward that to me. I didn't get I, I didn't get one hate mail this time. Our goal, one hate mail next time. Mm, yeah, somebody sent some hate. <laughs> I need it. Uh, but first, before we get started, mm-hmm. I thought this would be a good opportunity to make any corrections because what you guys Mm -hmm. might not know is that we kind of recorded the first batch in advance we kind of weren't sure of a format we definitely found our footing i feel like in later episodes as the halos progressed when we had an audience of people who started telling us what we got wrong then we started realizing more that we had corrections to make Yes, but we literally had like the first three episodes recorded before we even... First four. Yeah. So before we started launching these. And so we couldn't really like make the corrections in the following episodes because we already had those recorded and Blake was editing. So Here's a a mini correction that I want to get in before I forget. Mm -hmm. In the the next episode that you're going to hear in the main feed, which is Halo 5 Broken, Mm -hmm. I say... Welcome, blah, blah, blah. This is the first episode where we're aware that we have an audience. We already record bro- recorded Broken, but that's already a lie because we changed our schedule around and this is going to be the first episode you hear where we are talking aware of having an audience unless you're subscribed to our Patreon and you've listened to some bonus episodes in those we are also aware that we have an audience. Mm-hmm. except for Pierre's feeling. Just wanted to correct that, because when you hear it next episode, it's going to sound weird. Oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. Anyway, so I have a correction. Mm-hmm. So in the first Halo, we talked about Down In It. We talked about the the uh, sensationalized journalism of tabloid news media shows such as Hard Copy. Hard Copy. Current Affair. Unsolved Mystery Sightings. not those, but... (laughs) Shout out. (laughs) To Sightings. So, uh, you said, which one was Bill O'Reilly on? And I immediately responded with Hard Copy. Mm -hmm. I had completely forgotten that a little show called Inside Edition existed. And you know what, though? I'm not going to apologize for getting it incorrect because I feel like the less real estate in my brain that is devoted to Bill O'Reilly, the better. So anyway, correction. He was the host of Inside Edition, but I'm not sorry I got it wrong. So. And the reason we know that he was a host on Inside Edition is because of this. Now, I can't read it. There's no there's no words on it. What does that mean to play us out? 
We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Right. Fucking thing sucks. He's so coked out of his mind. You can see it in his face. Also, I do want to say that sometimes when I listen to our podcast, because I listen to to it for quality assurance before Blake sure, sure. <laughs> releases it. Uh, I noticed that I sniff a lot. And let me tell you something. Me too, though. Me too. It's not cocaine. It's allergies. Yeah, I'm folks. pretty sure I'm allergic to our cat, who I love I very much. I am too. Even though I take my daily Claritin. Uh, but also, we just don't have that kind of money for a coke habit. So I assure no. you, it's not cocaine. It would be crack, if anything. Even that's too expensive. Yeah, we don't do that. But we do sniff. But I, <laughs> I try to Honestly, I try to edit out sniffs as much as I can. So that's one correction I wanted mm-hmm. to make. Not really a major correction, but um, I have a, a little one. Or did you have more? I have one more, mm-hmm. and it's from the same episode. Actually, while we're talking about it, can I have the aux cord? On that episode, we were talking about songs with nursery rhymes, and after that episode aired in our Discord, a uh, friend of the show, Tom, was like, "Hey, Yadanguses, you forgot." A very important song. I don't know. Mm-hmm. He didn't say important, but he pointed <laughs> out that we forgot Shoots and Ladders by Corn. Hmm. So. Got a lot of Corn fans out there going to love this one. Going to skip ahead a little bit. Is this the whole song? No, there's other nursery rhymes in here. Oh, really? That's all the song is, though. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, this chorus, but... I think maybe I've heard this. You, It was a single, oh, so you yeah, probably did. I probably did. heard it. From their first album? Uh-huh. What is this, Nightmare on Elm Street? <laughs> the best part, though, is towards the end. Hold on. Just like Fergie. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the best part, though, is at the end. There you go. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, basically, except for the chorus, it's it's just uh, nursery rhymes. The whole fucking song. He was Sorry. really passionate about knickknack patty white. <laughs> <laughs> about giving a dog a bone. Yeah. About uh, angry. Also, I've always loved the creepy, scary album art for this yeah. album. It's very it's got, scary. Like, it looks like it's got Slenderman vibes. It does have Slenderman vibes. It's the one with the vibes. shadow. Yeah, it's like a, a <laughs> predator. Slenderman vibes. <laughs> it's like a predator at a playground and a young girl. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to put it that way. It doesn't sound so fun. Well, no, but it's a very good, creepy uh, cover that really establishes the aesthetic for this album. Uh huh. Can anyway. I have that? Va- oh, oh, yeah. Sorry. Another song that uses Ring Around the Rosie, mm-hmm. the intro to um, Ghost's um, album, prequel, the album that's all about plagues and mm-hmm. stuff. Because, you know, it makes sense because it's about, about a plague. plague. Yeah. And th- so there's like spooky music and bells and like children doing the chant. Mm-hmm. So horror movie stuff. Yeah. 
I feel like good. I feel like anytime an adult sings a nursery rhyme, it becomes horror movie stuff. Yeah. Well, these are especially if it's, it's slowed children. down. It's yeah. Oh, it's actual know. children doing it, but it but it's got spooky music in the background. Anyone listening? If you're not already listening to Ghost, I feel like you'd like them. We our, love Ghost. I feel like our listeners would like Ghost. Okay. <laughs> They're great. Anyway. I feel like a lot of them do because we've had a lot of ghost uh, conversations in the Discord already. Yeah, you get in the Discord. We need more people in there mixing it up. We're having fun. You're missing out. <laughs> so um, those were my major corrections. I had another one that had to do with um, down in it. Mm-hmm. This was actually sent in by a few people. Um, and it's to kind of correct. It's kind of a like the more you know type thing kind of a correction. But more than one person sent in um and let me know which i did not know and i don't think jess knew that the down in it version that you hear on the album um and that we all think of when we think of down in it is a is a remix um by adrian sherwood and do you know what i'm talking about the original down in it that trent Reznor created is on Head Like a Whole Single, it's called Demo, Demo, if you have the version of the Head Like a Whole Single that actually has that track. It's called Demo, and that's because I guess it literally was the demo, the first version of it. And I I don't think the label didn't like it, the producers didn't like it. And so they had Adrian Sherwood rework it. It did indeed become a, a much, <laughs> much more palatable song, in my opinion. So what we're hearing there is actually um, a remix. A lot of the elements were from... Trent Reznor's original, of course, but Adrian Sherwood, I think, put a lot of that magic on there that made it a more catchy song. That's all about that one. Okay. So. <laughs> you seem like you don't give one shit. No, I've already heard this. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, I didn't I, I didn't know if you knew what I was talking about. Yes, because we discussed this okay. already. Okay. It was a long time ago. Yeah. Um. So do we just want to start talking about letters? In answering sure. questions? Letters from listeners. <laughs> I want to go to one of the first letters that you forwarded me that you received. Oh, I forgot. that. Yeah, you have some of these. Okay. And it might even be the very first letter we ever received. I'm trying to find it. I might just have to go chronologically here. That's what I'm trying to do. So this one is from... Um, okay, found it. So it's from Robbie. I think this is the very first one that we ever received. And uh, Ro- Ro- if it's the Robbie I'm thinking of, this guy knows everything there is to know. <laughs> Definitely. So he feeds us a lot of information. Yeah. So he said, hi, Jessica and Blake. It's the new flesh guy here from Instagram. I finally heard Halo Zero in the Down in It episode, and I've got to say I definitely enjoyed both episodes. I even joined the Patreon just for the Pierce Feeling episode, and I'm excited to see where the episodes will go from here. I thought I would share my experience being a more newer Nine Inch Nails fan on how I got into the mystical world of Trent Reznor. Trying to keep it brief as possible, my name is Robbie, or Rob for short. I'm 22 years old and from Cumbria in Northwest England. I got into Nine Inch Nails via a mixture of Weird Al's germs. Yeah. And the alternative polka. Same, buddy. Same. Uh Actually, those two things, some of my first exposure to nine inch nails as well interesting but when they came out though <laughs> yeah <laughs> blake wasn't the guy who was around when they first came out um literally was yeah natural born killers and the rock band slash guitar hero 
stuff. It wasn't until I heard Wish in approximately 2010 on Guitar Hero Warriors of Rock and my brain melted on me and I knew I had to get into the band. Nine Inch Nails aren't too popular in my neck of the woods, so Nine Inch Nails and the works of Trent were one of the first bands that felt like my band, if you know what I mean. Totally. Like, I found them on my own, and none of my family, who got my music, who I got my music taste from, especially my older sisters and aunties, knew about them or their influence. I feel the same. My band like that would have been the Pixies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I first heard Doolittle, I was like, no one else has ever heard this album, and it's my album and my band. And right. I felt very cool sharing it with my friends. I in, couldn't say that because grade. my cooler friends got me into it, so they were they got there first. Yeah. So I couldn't say that. So... Um, I grew up watching Kerrang! in the UK, which is slash was the big music video station here in England, but I can't recall ever seeing Nine Inch Nails on there at all. Yet Trent and Co. did perform on a TV show called CD UK in 2005, which immediately followed a children's Saturday television program called Ministry of Mayhem, which baffles me. And I wonder if I ever saw the performance when I was younger, but I can't recall it as I was about six or seven years old when With Teeth came out. Buddy, I was like 25. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of how old I was. I was in college. 24. I've been 24. Uh, this was around the time I was discovering music and falling in love with the 90s stuff. I eventually worked my way to the downward spiral, and my journey began from there. I am a big Call of Duty fan, so when I saw Trent was to do the main campaign theme for Black Ops 2, my brain melted again. I didn't realize he did that. I have never heard that. We'll listen to it. Uh, little did I know, a little while later, in 2013, I would experience my first Nine Inch Nails album and Trent's triumphant return with Hesitation Marks, an album disliked by few but loved by myself, and I hold many fond memories of the hype for Hesitation Marks, as well as watching my first Nine Inch Nails shows live on YouTube when they performed at Fuji Rock and Lollapalooza 2013. I still hold hope for Trent to do a full UK tour soon, as I miss seeing the UK tension shows as I was only 15 at the time. We missed them because I was poor and we, I was in grad school, and Blake was yeah. back in school, and we were so broke. Poor, poor, poor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, my discovery of Nine Inch Nails has definitely opened my, many doors to me in terms of discovering new bands and different artists, movies, and other stuff. I am a Tumblr user, the pain, the pain of it all, and a lot of my popular posts have been Nine Inch Nails based and have even invaded some of the Nine Inch Nails Facebook groups I am in, particularly a Simpsons Downward Spiral meme I made on the fly. <laughs> I want you to send me that one. Because yeah, we need to see that. I don't think not, I've seen that. I'm not on Facebook, so I'm obviously not a member of these Facebook groups. So yeah, no. feel not. free to send that to us and we'll share it and give you credit if you don't care. Yeah. Or you can just send it to us and say, no, don't share it. And I still just want to see it. I did see a, a great thing. I think it was on Reddit. I don't know who the source was, but it was all the Nine Inch Nails albums done as Simpsons clips. Mm-hmm. That was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> you have to send me uh, that. I think With Teeth was just the one where like Homer is... Watching himself in the mirror and flexing his imaginary muscles. <laughs> okay. Uh, I've met quite a few online friends via Nine Inch Nails and other artists. So Nine Inch Nails have made a huge impact not only in my music taste, but my personal slash social, social life, helping me get over some teenage bullcrap back in the day, as well as recent times during lockdown. Same. We've met some Nine Inch Nails friends. Yep. They're in our Discord, too. Lots of new friends. 300 of them almost on Instagram. I even think some of our Discord friends are... Like going to shows together, yeah, and planning uh, it and must making be nice. me like sad. <laughs> must be nice to to have gotten tickets. <laughs> uh, to try and wrap things up, as I'm a bit of a rambler, I can't wait to see you delve into further albums and other avenues of Nine Inch Nails. My favorite Nine Inch Nails album is Year Zero, and I can't wait until you explain the mindfuck mm. of an ARG. Mm. 
Who I don't know that I'm equipped to get that deep into the ARG. It might be a whole separate episode. <laughs> I mean, I I don't get me wrong. I had a lot of fun going to those websites in 2007. Mm-hmm. I didn't even have but, internet in 2007. Oh my god! I was you missed poor. out. You missed out. This was the era when I lived with Robin, and we were too poor to afford internet, and we had normal TV. But the only channel that came in was CBS. But we would call that channel CSI Gary Sinise because that show was always on. So, um, but also we, it was a good night if we could get internet from one of the downtown cafes. Like if we could pick up their Wi-Fi, that was a good night. But anyway, I'm romanticizing a bit because now I take it for granted because I have the internet everywhere Mm -hmm. I go. And sometimes that's a bad thing. Yeah. So anyway, hope you're both keeping safe and well. And I can't wait to hear more. Thank you, Robbie. Um, We hope you. you are also keeping safe. Hope you're great. And thanks for sharing your story with us. Yeah, it was. And I believe this letter came before we even asked for letters. So that was amazing and felt awesome to get. So, God, thank you, anyone who even sent anything nice to us at all. Um, That's a rare thing in my life, at least. Should I do one? Yeah. Do you just want to go in order? I'm I'm, I'm going chronologically here, I believe. Well, yours might be different because you just forwarded them to me. So you go next. Okay. The next one is from Josh. No, not that Josh. Um, Not the Josh from my other podcast and not the Josh from Discord. Either of the Josh. (laughs) This is a different Josh who is a friend of the pod and a friend of the other pod that I do called Discographology. He spent a long time uh, Discographology follower and has jumped over to Nailed, which I think is awesome. Um, so Josh wrote, the subject was closer to pod and he said that had to be in the running for the title. And when I replied, I was like, uh, yeah, that was my idea. And Jessica shot it down. I am glad I did. He said he ordered assimilate, uh, the book about, uh, industrial music by, yep. he said, I'm only familiar with throbbing gristle, skinny puppy ministry, etc. Some mm-hmm. want to track, track it back to, Musique concrete of the early 20th century as the beginning. So I'm curious as to what this book has to say. Does this book talk about that? Whatever that is. I'm guessing that it's something, some French experimental music project where they bang uh, tools. (laughs) They bang tools against pieces of concrete. I'm not kidding. I bet it. I bet that's what it is. But I have no idea what it is. I mean, it gets into some of the the early things and a lot of the philosophy that early, um, you know, industrial artist kind of used to make their music like um for example william s burroughs and brian geisen i don't know if i'm saying his last name correctly but uh famous for pioneering a technique of writing that's basically just cut and paste which Mm. is literally just cutting out words basically and creating word collages right yeah um and forming art from that and that is kind of what industrial music also kind of did i don't want to get too deeply in philosophy but that's why a lot of industrial music is comprised of like um samples film samples that kind of thing yeah mm-hmm. like there's a lot of just you know random samples from dialogue and and movies and things that we don't even know where they came from it's a lot of it is from right. that early philosophy yeah but i think <clears throat> before even that it was yes. all about like using power drills to make music. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, he said, I'm 37, so the downward spiral came out when I was in fourth grade. I do remember hearing and seeing clips of Closer, both in song and video form via MTV and through older scouts on Boy Scout camping trips. Very interesting. 
Um, it wasn't until the summer in between sixth and seventh grade uh, when I was at a summer when I was at a summer camp at Drury, um, and this was a thing that I also went to, and this is where Josh and I met. Um, this guy, a couple of years older than me, loaned me his downward downward spiral CD. I remember being cautiously curious. Same. I couldn't look away, but the feeling like if I open that case, some plague is going to be let loose. <laughs> the artwork was unlike anything I'd ever seen up, up to that point. Th this is also true from my experience. Mm -hmm. um, and I was also ca cautiously curious anytime I had this kind of dark music, Nine Inch Nails or otherwise. That That's me, Blake, uh, agreeing. Josh said, when I listened to it, my eyes were really like saucers. By the way, I grew up in a very conservative Christian household. That's worth noting. I was hearing sounds that were damn near painful, but mm -hmm. something told me I had to suffer through them to get to the other side. Yeah, that tracks. Mm -hmm. I remember listening from beginning to end, getting comple completely lost, knowing I was completely lost, not sure if I could get back. But for some reason, I was okay with it. It was scary, but also exciting. This is also around the time I was getting really into the arts in general. I felt like for the first time I was listening to something that was programmed to influence my brain to do something or feel a certain way, almost like I was a Manchurian candidate and this was the trigger. <laughs> That's a really weird thing to say, but I also kind of felt the same thing. Honestly, it just was kind of like, oh, this strange new music that I've never heard before suddenly, you know, awaken, awakened something in me, my full potential, you know? Yeah. So I, I understand what he means with the Manchurian candidate thing. Um, so I became hooked on that album, at least. I, I bought it and bought a black shirt with a white embroidered NIN logo on it. Nice. I listened to the album over and over on band trips. Yes, same. <laughs> Looking out the window at the rain, volume so loud it hurt. Yeah, same. Um, still hearing quiet things in the background. Yeah, uh, there's always always stuff to hear in the background with Nine Inch Nails, and that's what's great about it. I think NIN helped me develop my active listening skills. 1,000% yes, especially for those of us who went into audio and stuff like that. Uh, this is a great this is great music to develop your listening skills because there's so many layers to listen for, you know, trying to decipher how, how certain sounds were created, taking guesses at it and learning to recognize that kind of stuff. That's me, Blake, editorializing again. Um, he goes on. I mentioned my hyper-religious upbringing. My mom regularly went through my CDs, T-shirts, got lost in the wash frequently. I remember one time I came home from school and my mom had my CDs strewn across the bed. She had the downward spiral open and was reading the lyrics. She handed me the booklet and made me read the lyrics to closer to her aloud. Yeah. Yike. Okay, that's Can I say some that fucked up shit. <laughs> I'm so grateful my mom never did that. She never... When I got to be of a certain age, she was like, I don't care. You know, like. Yeah, you had a um, permissive parent who didn't care about you that's and your soul. That's not true at all. She didn't care if you went to heaven. So That's not true at all. My, mo my mom did care if I went to heaven. So she, well, we've talked about, you know, my mom and, and similar. My mom never went this far and I'd rather die than. <laughs> Then give you control, mom. No, I'd rather die than, than read the lyrics of Closer Aloud oh to my, my mom. Oh, my gosh. I can't Like, imagine. I'd be like, no, this is sex abuse. <laughs> it's, well, okay. I'm not going to go there. It's a weird form of it's shame gross. and humiliation. It is. It's really gross. Yeah. I'm sorry that happened. It's really gross. I hate that. But yeah. similar things like that have happened to a lot of us, including me. So I can kind of relate. Oh, an interesting thing that he added. He said, I was still too young or dumb at this point to appreciate Pretty Hate Machine. 
It was a thing of the 80s, and it sounded old. It wasn't until high school that I developed an appreciation for it. I totally get that. It is it is different. It is a bit 80s, and yeah, it has a more dated quality, but when you when you get it, you get it. Okay, he goes on to embarrassing stories. He says, freshman year of high school, I took a media production class. I made a video montage of clips of various movies dealing with dr- drug addiction with the only time playing throughout. <laughs> Interesting. It's amazing. The same year, I had to take a public speaking class, and we had to do oral interpretations of both prose and poetry. For the poetry section, I believe I used the downward spiral from the downward spiral. That would be difficult Whew. and heavy and yikes. Oh, man. But that's the kind of stupid shit I would do, too. When The Fragile came out, I wrote it off. Okay, here's where I break from Josh. This is where I'm with Josh. This is a very strange thing. For me, Blake, The Fragile was love at first sight, love at first listen. I was instantly, like, taken to another world. I will talk about this when we get to The Fragile. Okay, we'll get, we will get into it. But he said he wrote it off at first, as many, many fans did, especially fans who had been fans for a long time. Didn't like it, but really didn't give it a chance because it wasn't OG NIN, dumb teenage stuff. Um, his his attitude was dumb teenage stuff, I think he's saying. Mine was a different attitude, and we'll talk about it. Okay. And honestly, it wasn't until college that I gave anything else a fair listen, and I'm still catching up, really. There's just so much. That's true. If you kind of fell off the wagon with with The Fragile, you do have a lot of catching up to do. Because and, there was an era when he was very prolific. <laughs> like, Yeah. Anyway. And he said... Yeah, the era, the sober era. <laughs> and Josh ends with, bring it on, I'm here for it. He, so thank you for, for saying that. Do you want to share the other email about, he had a, a Buck Cherry story that he yeah, wanted to share. Yeah, we got to add to the, Josh sent us several here, so I'm going to get to the, the greatest hits. Okay. He, so apparently Buck Cherry is no, notorious, okay? He said, I was probably a senior in high school. I was hanging out at the local country kitchen. Nice. (laughs) Can I say that that's what my friends and I would do too in high school? We would go in there and you could smoke and we would literally order coffee and just chain smoke. Oh my God. When was the last time a country kitchen was here in Springfield? I can't remember, but my grandparents, whenever, yeah, my grandparents, whenever they visited, they always wanted to go to country kitchen. I guess they didn't have them in the area of Texas they lived in and my grandpa loved it. And so... After church on Sunday, this is also a bad Mormon thing because you're not supposed to break the Sabbath, which means you're not supposed mm-hmm. to go eat out or shop or buy anything. Mm-hmm. Um, we would go to Country Kitchen. So I have a lot not of uh, weird memories in okay. anyway, Country Kitchen. Sorry. Just hanging out, smoking cigarettes and drinking coffee as kids did when they still thought it was cool. So he was doing the same. I got up and went to the bathroom and walked by a booth that was occupied by folks who clearly weren't from these parts. I wonder if this was here in Springfield. Maybe not. I pulled a server aside and asked them who it was. Sure enough, it was Buck Cherry. After they left, I glanced at their booth. Pancake syrup everywhere. All over the table, on the seats, etc. Okay, this reminds me of Sloppy Steaks from... uh, I think but you at least leave. that's water. Sloppy steak. This is sloppy pancakes, and it's worse than water because it's syrup. Yeah. That's a nightmare to clean up. What a bunch of assholes. Okay, so I wasn't really friends with the server, but we are friendly. They also left her no tip, and she looked like she was about to break down into tears. I can't even imagine how they spoke to her. I'm sure it was Damn. horrible. Awful. He also, he says he heard, as you did on sin, he also heard soul sweat. Thank you. <laughs> what is, I don't know what's with you people. Um, one of our one of our Instagram followers said 
she heard cold sweat. I'm pretty sure it was oh. Lauren. Okay. Pretty sure it was Life of Lauren said she heard cold sweat and lies, lies, lies. Hmm. I said that that tracks because cold sweat is a is a real thing. It's a that real we thing. Say. Yes. Soul sweat is nothing. That's nothing. Ooh, we got a last second submission. All right, can I just read this one real quick? Okay. It just came in. Live. Do yeah. it live. Okay, I'm doing it live. This one just came in uh, under the wire. Really procrastinated there. Um, uh, Tay says, hey, Blake and Jess, it's Tay from It's Hella Sensitive on Insta. Yeah, we know that account. Love the pod, which you know already. My question for you is, what are some of your biggest NIN hot takes? Keep up the great work, piggies. Tay. Ooh. That's a good question. No one asked us this, and that's a great question. Hot takes. Um, well, I don't want to make any enemies here. My takes aren't that hot. But do you have any? Yeah, okay, I got one. Okay. Trent Reznor totally did it with Courtney Love, and he's lying. I don't even, th- lying, I don't even think that's a hot take. Regretting. I think most of the fan, fan base believes that. Okay, I guess that's not a hot take. Yeah. Hold on. Um, I, I believe that. Let me think um, of a real hot take. I didn't think it was a hot take, but I, I like the song Everything, and I think it's good. <laughs> I think it's a good song, too. So that'll piss a lot of people off. Apparently, that's more of a controversial, I guess. Yeah, it's a controversial yeah. take that everything is good. Um, With Teeth is not my favorite album. And t- for a lot of people younger than us, I think it's seen as a much better album than we see it. I'm not saying it. I'm not saying they're wrong at all. I'm just saying it's not my favorite, but... Yeah, that's a that's a medium cold take. Can we come back to me on that? Yeah. Uh, can I answer that question later since it was kind of sprung on me? Yeah, I'm trying to think if I have any others. Um, Here's one that I've kind of been thinking about lately. Because, well, like seeing everyone else's Instagram feeds and stuff. This Well, this isn't this isn't even an NIN hot take. No, it's... What were you going to say? You can always edit this out later, so... It's just that Nine Inch Nails fans t- tend to all... Also, always be, um, almost always be fans of a handful of other bands, um, like Tool and Deftones. Those are pretty much a given. Those are two very good bands, obviously. Mm-hmm. My my hot take, if you could call it that, is that I most of what I like does not sound like Nine Inch Nails. This is <laughs> so, true. This is what makes me weird in the fandom. The other stuff I listen to is not necessarily dark stuff or metal stuff or stuff related to Nine Inch Nails that most NIN fans are into. I'm into female pop vocalists and weird stuff. Okay, so how is this a hot take? I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's a different take. It's a different take on it. Okay. Just that I my my taster I feel like a, a little bit different. I don't know. My hot take. Okay, I think I got one, and this is about appearances. Mm-hmm. With teeth era emo hair Trent is maybe the hottest Trent. Okay, that's fine. He's healthy. He's yes. He's still he's looking good. I love I love. People will know this. I love floppy hair. I love hair that's in you the face. You love Slam Bamboo Singer. <laughs> is your favorite hair on earth because it's the floppiest. I like it when hair falls in eyes. I like I like yep. how straight his hair is. It's like he's just got a chi iron and he's just ironing that like so straight. Yep. And it's so black and it's so 
Well, it's always so black. Well, yeah. But this, it seems even blacker in that period. Like, it's so black, it's blue. Like, it's insane. Here's my take on it. Mm -hmm. Yes, he looked great in the era because he was taking care of himself. He was focusing on health and Mm -hmm. being alive. Looking great. Looking Mm -hmm. youthful. Mm -hmm. Everything about... (laughs) Everything but the hair looked great. <laughs> it's just a, a certain. Blake said here, I want to say Blake said he's too old for that haircut. Blake literally <sighs> bit, said maybe. this. Maybe. Maybe I said that. Maybe I did. Do you think that I'm too old for my haircut? No, it just. It for looked, the color? Would you call it a butt cut that he had? No, definitely not a it's butt cut. It's this middle part. It wasn't always middle parted. It was also side parted. Yeah, but there is there are some like I think it's maybe like I prefer like the, the side part. The hand that feeds video. I can't get behind that hair. I'm sorry. I can't. Everything else about the way he looks, totally fine. Can't get behind the haircut. It's also, a little bit of a bowl. Another hot take. Mhm. Starfucker's Trent, my least favorite Trent. I don't. Not the song, but the look. I think this is and a lot of people do get offended when you say a lot, a of, lot people, of people like it because yes. a lot of people are posting pictures and saying it's great and while i don't think there's anything wrong with him there this may be a hot take in itself maybe it looks the worst to us because it's kind of like under we we know he's maybe at his least healthy mm-hmm. and it's not it it saddens us to a little bit to look mm-hmm. at someone we respect so damn much. And, and especially know when you know that like a, like, what is it just a year later? Like he almost ODs and yeah. dies. Like it's, he's when I, yeah, when I say at least healthy, place. I mean, he's not happy and he's not satisfied with his own health. Cause he knows he's dealing with a lot of shit and yeah. it's just, he's in a rough, a rough spot and we're glad he got out of it. And that's why I think maybe the with teeth emo look is my favorite because that's the right. next time you pretty much see him. Yeah, true. Uh, is when he's better. Except so. for the deep video. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> the deep video is an interesting look too. Uh, okay, so do you mean to do the next one yep. or do we have more from Josh? Um, no, you go ahead. Okay, so the next one that I have is from Jody, a.k.a. Into the Void X. A friend of the pod and... It mixes it up with us on the Discord, too. That's right. Patreon supporter. Um, Hey, Jess and Blake. So just out of curiosity, where did you guys meet? How long have you been married? Oh, my God. And when did you discover you were both such big Nine Inch Nails fans? Also, favorite era Halo song, each of you, Robin Fink or Aaron North? And if you could be a sandwich, what sandwich would you be? And finally, your dream set list. So... This I had to work long and hard. This on. is this is so many questions in one. You're kind of you're kind of really cheating a lot, Jody. But we'll try. We'll try. I'm gonna cheat with some of my answers though. All right. So I'll go first. I'm gonna say how we met. We met at mm-hmm. um, we both worked retail. We both worked at Barnes and Noble, which is uh, for our international listeners. You might not know what that is, but it's a chain of bookstores in the United States. And uh, it was. A, it was a, 2007 was when we first met. Yes. Um, I had been working there for quite a while, actually, but I had, uh, we both were promoted to lead at the same time on the same day. (laughs) (laughs) I was promoted to newsstand lead. So I was in charge of magazines, newspapers, et cetera. And Blake was promoted to bargain. You were a bargain. You were previously a book shelver, right? You were a morning shelver. Came in early mornings to shelve books. Mm hmm. I was like the one of the lowest rungs of the whole store and suddenly and making I, garbage. Suddenly they were like, you want to be promoted to lead? And I was like, OK. <laughs> were you 
I don't even remember you as a morning shelver. Probably because you didn't see me a lot because we were there before. But anyone. I saw all the other morning we shelvers left, like Tom and there was another kid. I'm very standoffish and I, you That's know, I, I was probably hidden behind a shelf. There was another kid who would, he got fired. And one of the <laughs> reasons he got fired was because at the time I had dropped down to one day a week because I had a different job, but I still kept my job at Barnes and Noble one day a week. But anyway, he would come back to the music department. And he would just stand there and talk to me for like 20, 25 minutes, 30 well, minutes instead of you're shelving. You're constantly getting people fired. <laughs> That's what you do. And he was fired for. Wow. Basically for. Wow. She's corrupting these men. Anywho, so that's how we met. Did we like each other right away? I don't know how he felt about me. I, I always, I always liked Jessica. I did not like Blake. God, that's uh, so mean of you. <laughs> I always liked you and thought you were cool and nice. I was nice. Here's the thing, though. I'm not nice. That's probably why I didn't like you. Until you get to know me, I basically come off. I don't try at all to be an asshole. I don't try to be that way. I was more an asshole in those days, right? You were. I think you were scarier If you met me at the library now, you would just think I was nice. A little imposing because I'm a tall, bald, bearded man Mm -hmm. who doesn't look all that friendly. Mm -hmm. But I'm nice now. Nicer, definitely. I wasn't nice then. But I remember the first day we got promoted, Jim, our manager... Pulled us back and was like in the break room and was giving us like insurance information. I turned around. I don't remember what I said, but I said something to you. And he just kind of looked at me and shrugged and walked off. And I was like, fuck this guy. Um, After that, me and the rest of the leads who were like in charge of different departments in the store, we'd have parties. We never invited Blake because he was such a jerk to all of us. Maybe I was a jerk because you all were assholes. Um, Well, maybe you shouldn't have been a jerk. You know what? I didn't want. I've never been a social person, though, so I probably wouldn't have gone to the parties. So uh, anyway, I was also dating someone at the time whenever we met anyway. So Mm -hmm. whenever we broke up, uh, I kind of spent several months being very reclusive and didn't do a lot. Um, And I don't know how it started. Blake was no longer working at Barnes & Noble. I think it's because... We ran in kind of the same circles, and so we would run into each other at parties and stuff. It's a very small city. Yeah, so everybody kind of knows people. Yes. And so whenever we started running into each other again at parties, I guess I gave you my phone number. We started texting. Uh, I think I might have had it from before just because we worked together. Maybe. maybe. I do remember you said that one of the nicest things anyone did for you was when I brought you the good sushi. And it was, (laughs) this is a nice story. We probably had to have each other's numbers because we would trade shifts and stuff like that. That's true. Yeah. But I do remember that I asked you to trade a shift with me because my friend Mackenzie was moving and was doing her last performance and I wanted to go to it and was scheduled to work. And the only way I could get you to agree was you said, okay, you have to bring me sushi. Yeah, and I said, okay, okay, I'll bring you sushi for your dinner break. And so yeah. I worked his day shift. And when I got off work, I immediately called, ordered sushi. Like, I didn't go to the grocery store. Like, mm-hmm. well, I'm glad. I went to an actual restaurant and picked up sushi mm-hmm. rolls. It was, I remember quickly, might have been called the Sex in the City roll, <laughs> which was my favorite roll from this. I can't remember if it was that or the Las Vegas roll. Worst it was name one for a roll. Yeah, maybe it was Las Vegas. Maybe. So I uh, took it to you and you were very surprised that it was not garbage sushi mm-hmm. from a grocery Just store. Just don't order no junk. Sometimes no. we do. Sometimes. But anyway. That was nice. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, eventually we just uh, ended up uh, dating. Took a while. but <laughs> It was not until after I'd left the job. 
It was not until after you left the job, and and we kind of messed around for a year, but didn't really make it official. And we then kind of we saw like other people dated for years and years, and we decided <laughs> to get married. What were the other parts of the question? Oh, okay. Um, was there something about marriage or? Okay, how long have you been married? Almost almost four, four years. freaking years. Yeah. Um, when did you discover you're both such big Nine Inch Nails fans? Well, when good did, question. Did we know that when we worked together? No, definitely no. not. The only person I knew who was a Nine Inch Nails fan was another Jessica that worked there. Oh. She was a big Nine well, Inch Nails fan. And like Marilyn Manson I, and I all that stuff. I swear that because when I worked there, I remember like the Ninja tour was happening and, the, you know, they're, they're going away tour. Uh-huh. And I... I she and I had at least one short conversation about that. I think she. I think she it. went to one of the shows. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's why. So I, I'm surprised we didn't talk about it. Yeah. Um, she, I remember talking to them. I mean, to her about them. I never talked to you about them. Hmm. Um, I think we kind of discovered it. It's been more recent um, when Hesitation Marks came out. I remember this was when we were like really broke, like I said, and we got a package one day and I was like, oh, you got a package and like opened it. And it was like this super deluxe, like very nice looking vinyl. And I'm like, oh, it was the, yeah. Yeah. You bought it whenever it first came out. And I was like, how much was that? (laughs) I'm so glad I bought it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I remember that's when we started listening to Nine Inch Nails together because like Blake said, I don't know if he's going to edit this part out or not, but, uh, he's, he was more of a fan of, um, stuff like I knew he loved like the Arctic monkeys. The same year that I knew he loved like the same year that hesitation marks came out. I think the AM Arctic monkeys album came out. Mm-hmm. The, right. the first Haim album came I think out. You're that right. same, so I was, Oh, Daft Punk, Random Access, Memory. That was a big one in the house. That year. When that, did 1989 come out? The next, the following year. Oh, okay. And I was big into that. So a lot of, I, I kept, a lot of my obsession with NIN was, was kind of postponed by all these other huge pop interests I had. Well, that and what was the time lapse between the slip and hesitation marks? Four years. Yeah. So, I mean, we were... Because there was a hiatus in there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I kind of forgot about But them. I do remember also whenever we were first... I don't even think we were officially dating yet. I remember us both being very excited to go see The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo because uh, yes. of the Karen O cover of Immigrant yeah. Song that Reznor and Ross produced. And that was great. Yes. Did we go to that together? Yes. That was great. That was one of our early... And recently we watched all the Fincher movies and got Mm -hmm. to see it again together. Yeah, it's really good. Um, But yeah, I think that it was him ordering Hesitation Marks and us listening to that together and watching like the the video Mm -hmm. for like Came Back Content. And I was like, I didn't know you were a fan. Like it had never literally... That's really weird that that's the... Well, because they were dormant for so long. So Mm -hmm. I didn't... I wasn't talking about them. And then... Well, and it's something because... Um, if I didn't know you liked them, then I'm probably not going to talk no. about them. It's not like I quit listening to like, like I was still listening there, to tracks There were I times liked. that they were like, a, there was like a lull where I wouldn't listen to them for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, when the, that album came out, I was just like, Nine Inch Nails are back, baby. Yeah. And I remember whenever the EPs were coming out, I would message you and be like, guess what dropped today? <laughs> yeah. Bad Witch. Yeah. yeah. We were, this yeah. by this time... We were married. Yeah, and we were aware. But I think that the obsession, not obsession, but I think 
we started sharing it more together during the pandemic because yeah. it became something that uh, we realized we both loved and could share and could talk about and enjoy together because we were spending so much time together. And so All that became time. something that we could do together. And we could watch, you know, Woodstock 94 on TV together mm-hmm. on those on those quarantine nights. Which we did and which we'll do again. Um, Was there more to that question? Yes. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, next part. Favorite era, Halo, and song from each of you. Robin Fink or Aaron North? Okay, so I wrote these down. I have three favorite eras. I can answer this real quick, Robin Fink. Okay, well, yeah, I can answer that too. It'd be Robin Fink. Nothing against Aaron North. It's Fink all the way. And I will tell you, one of the reasons for Fink, he's just so damn cool. He's an institution, (laughs) and, and North is newer when I think of Fink, I immediately think of the March of the Pigs video, and he looked so cool in that video. He like are, he, he almost cool. he almost steals the attention from Trent. He That'd just looks hard, so cool. Hard to do. He has presence, and so I appreciate. And he just that. seems like a good guy, and he's yes. a great, a great guitar player. I love how he can take any weird thing that Trent came up with, and on the record, he can he can take like. Trent will be like on the big come down and be like, all right, I have this part where I went and Robin Fink will be like, all right, I'll just play. And it sounds great. And it's like, how do you do that? He finked it, you know, he finked it. (laughs) So my favorite era, I have three because I'm going to cheat. Actually, I wrote down four. So I'm really cheating. My all-time favorite, though, is probably Broken and Downward Spiral because that's when I got into Nine Inch Nails. Those are my first real... Uh, entryways, I guess. I also love Year Zero and Hesitation Marks. Those are favorite eras? Uh, those are my favorite eras. But I also listed them as some of my... I don't want to answer favorite Halos yeah. right now yeah. because we're going through them and I feel like maybe our very last episode could be... Oh God, I'll never decide. It's really so hard. Favorite eras and Halos, obviously the fragile... Mm-hmm. It's not my definitive answer, but it's Possibly my favorite era and definitely one of my favorite Halo, one of my favorite LPs, you know, that they've done. And then the, the Downward Spiral is right up there uh, for both the era and the Halo. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. You just can't compete with those two in my mind, although there's so many great ones. Was What was the other part of it? Was it favorite song? Yeah, I can't do favorite that's, song. That's really hard. I can just list songs I like. I mean... I'm not going to try. We'll get we'll get into that. <laughs> I you really can't pin me. I'm not I'm not a favorite song person. I'm not a person who does that. <laughs> we have a very cruel question coming up too, by the way. Oh yeah, I but it's wanna, it's fun. It's a fun question, but it's also I also messaged the person who sent us this question and I said you were so mean. Anyway. <laughs> I will I want to say March of the Pigs is one of the best songs they've ever done. But I mean, and that's something I've maybe rediscovered recently. You know, it'd be in my top 10. I love Wish. Wish would be my top 10. I mean, I'm just... Another one in my top 10, Into the Void. Good one. Not everyone would say that. I love it. Okay. Okay. Uh, And if you were a sandwich, what kind of Mm. sandwich would you be? Uh, I am a vegetarian. I would be this sandwich that Blake and I love, which is... I just started making them recently. So Gardein is a brand who makes, um, like meat product replacements mm-hmm. and they make this chicken oh, filet those are good they are so good yeah. and uh i like that on brioche bun mm-hmm. with sliced avocado 
a little bit of honey mustard and some Duke's mayo. Shout out to our girl Taylor who introduced us to this, the king oh, of all yeah. mayonnaises. <laughs> Thank you, Taylor. I, I need good mayonnaise in my life. <laughs> and uh, add some lettuce and tomato and maybe a slice of cheese. And it's amazing. It's so good. That's the sandwich I would be. I would be my very own creation. I think I'll do like Trent did with this question and just like refuse to answer it because that's because I'm too cool. <laughs> okay. But Fi- that, that sandwich that she said is really good. <laughs> okay. And also it looks really, looks really cute. It's a cute sandwich. Yeah. Okay. Uh, dream set list. So I cheated on this one too because um, I just, I could not pare it down. So what I decided was a dream set list of the halos that we've already covered. And uh, so my dream set list no, is... That's not enough material to work with. Come on. Yeah, it is. Hold on. I got... I included Purest Feeling, by the way. So maybe some non-Halo <laughs> okay, stuff. So okay. I have maybe just once Purest and Purest Feeling down in it. Now I'm nothing. Terrible lie. Something I can never have. Sin, Ring Finger, Head Like a Hole, Get Down, Make Love, and the Complete Broken EP. That would be my dream set list yeah. up to this Halo. They've done complete... I feel like they've either... They've, at some point, they either did the entire broken front to back. It was during the Cold and Black and Infinite tour. They did every, or maybe they did everything except Pinion for some weird reason. I can't. It's one of those. But um, dream set list, I would need a long time yeah. to craft it. Yeah. We should do that at a different. Maybe it can be a bonus episode or something. Whew. Like, yeah, that'd be a great playlist thing. Yeah. I I could. That would be fun. Honestly, that would. Deciding what they open with, right? Mm-hmm. What they close with, what they encore with. I have a really good closer, but I don't want to share it in case we do do this dream set list. Hmm. Is it not a normal closer? Is it? I not- don't think it is. It's kind of a uh, lullaby kind of song. Just something very soothing that I like to listen to when I'm upset. Oh, okay. If that helps anyone figure it out. Okay, so uh, there's one more uh, email from Jody that I forgot about. That she okay. sent us before the questions. Um, this one just it says, um, "Hey, Justin Blake, thanks for the podcast. You guys make my Sundays worth waiting for." Oh, uh, I really appreciate the hard work you put into this podcast. I'm a huge Nine Inch Nails fan, as you guys know. And hearing other people who are just as passionate about music as I am makes me feel a little less dorky about it. Well, maybe I'm still a dork, but I'm clearly not alone. Anyways, thanks again. See y'all in the Discord, Jody. So thank nice, you, Jody. thank you very much. Don't even know what to say to all the nice stuff that we got. Um, More nice stuff from Jamie the Bad Witch. Jamie says, Hi, Blake and Jess. Um, I'm Jamie. You might know me as Halos and Sigils on Instagram. So a lot of you are going to know that handle. Pretty popular account. Posts a lot of great stuff. I've been listening to your show for a while now. I've been enjoying it quite a bit, and I look forward to what you have to say as you two go through NIN's discography, and I even signed up to your Patreon. Well, thank you, first of all. Thank you. That matters a lot because it's what helps us keep the lights on here at Ox headquarters. So before I get to the questions, I do want to make a correction. Ooh, good. Which I'm sure everyone has mentioned before me, so ignore this. Let's see. Correction regarding the bonus ep on Trent's PHM era fashion. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is good. Yeah. It wasn't Trent himself who shaved his head, but Al Jorgensen and company. Trent had passed out, so they (laughs) shaved his head, but only one of his eyebrows. 
He woke up before they could finish. Allegedly, Trent screamed when he saw it. <laughs> How else are you going to react? Did you did you know this one? I didn't until uh, Jamie shared it. Yeah. If you only had this information when you and Katie did the fashion app, wasn't even his decision. Interesting stuff. Okay, Jamie's questions. Have you guys come across any copyright issues when it comes to playing songs on the podcast? I don't usually listen to music podcasts, so I was surprised to hear actual songs. Would be hard to discuss the music any other way, I suppose. Yeah, good point. And a good question. Um, no, have not had any copyright issues. Here's here's my understanding of copyright law. If you are discussing, and there there is legal precedent from fairly recent cases to back this up, from YouTube creators and so forth. If you are discussing uh, music, movies, any media in a in a critical way or, or just doing like commentary or criticism of music, it is considered fair use under U.S. copyright law to use that while you're talking about it. Would not be considered a, a violation of copyright. So... As far as I'm concerned, what we're doing is nice and legal, and no one has ever dinged us for it. Yeah, I also don't feel like Reznor's very litigious when it comes to these things. People make, no. like, bootleg Nine Inch Nails t-shirts. Yeah. People, you know, he leaks stuff to people. Like, I feel like he kind of encourages a little bit of bad behavior. He's not going to pull a Lars and sue, behavior. like, a, a fan. No, I just meant, like, in general, like, uh, sharing bootlegs or, um, like... yeah. I mean, Nine Inch Nails Live Archive wouldn't exist if people weren't able to record bootlegs yeah. of shows, you and know? I mean, he, so. put, he put, you know, the multi-tracks, the stems online so people could remix stuff freely. Um, it, at one time, I believe in the 90s, maybe early 2000s, he, maybe up until the, uh, after Year Zero was released, he was not so cool with the torrenting and the stealing, um, but he kind of got it and realized that the way that there was a sea change, the way technology was going, culture was changing, yeah. the mu- the industry was changing, and he had to keep up. I think he was always kind of cool with it. I don't think he ever had a problem with things like Napster or... He, di- he didn't like Napster at first. Oh. He was against it. And I understand why. And he, was, he didn't like people torrenting Nine Inch Nails albums at first. He would reprimand people for it. But he got Did he on sue bo- them like Lars. No, he didn't. Okay. <laughs> he didn't do a full Lars. But he eventually was just like, if you can't beat him, join him. And was like, look, it, the the whole landscape of music is going this way. Who am I to fight it? Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna make. And he, now he's one of you know, he's one of the the. I mean, he releases music for free. Yeah. He's I mean, on the forefront of of the new way of of doing yeah. music. I mean, the recent. He's also in a position where he can. Yeah. Um, a yeah. lot of newer artists who are not as established obviously can't afford to right. do so. So. But it, also, it does. It's kind of like now. No matter who you are, you kind of have to be okay with everyone using your stuff all the time on social media. Like mm-hmm. that's just what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, that's kind of far away from Jamie's question, but. To answer it quickly, no, we've had no problems. Uh, enjoy the music. Uh, two, we know Trent isn't the biggest fan of videos, or at least not in recent years, right? They have not put out many a video lately. Sometimes when I'm listening uh, to a Nine Inch Nails song, I think, man, this would have made a great music video. Are there any NIN songs that don't that don't have videos that you think would have been cool to see? 
Yeah, I have an answer for that. Okay, what is it? Well, there are, there's two. There's one that has a video that no one has seen. We just have clips of it that were recently (laughs) leaked for the everything video. So I want to see, we know it exists now. Yeah. We know what it kind of looks like. Yeah. Uh, So I want to see the whole video. But as far as a song that has never had a video recorded, I'm going to go with last from broken Mm. you gotta complete the broken movie it's the only i mean even pinion like has a a video you know so it's strange that last which is a really great great track does not have a video it's a travesty Mm -hmm. well we will get into it when we do a bonus episode all about the broken movie but it's the only track from broken with no video and it's a crime if you don't count the bonus tracks Right, right. But it's, yeah, it's part of the main EP. It should mm-hmm. have a video and it's a great song. I wonder if maybe one was filmed and Trent didn't like it and it was shelved. I mean, we he don't know. He let this, all this snuff film shit make That's it true. into this movie that was a bootleg that no <laughs> one would ever see until years later. Um, a few people saw it, but you know what I mean. The it majority of us didn't get to see it until years later. Um, look, do I have, okay, is, I'm not a huge, I'm not a person that needs a video accompaniment to the song i do like there are a lot of great nine inch nails videos i do like a lot of music videos i don't always feel that they're necessary so i don't think the same way when i'm listening to the songs i just like listening to the song um if i had to i don't know if i had to pick one to get a video that's never had a video fuck i don't know (laughs) um how about like how about like god break down the door or something and have some like insane psychedelic shit where Trent is on the sax and Atticus is freaking out <laughs> and they're they're just like on a green screen and freaky stuff is happening behind them. It could be mm-hmm. really experimental. Like it's too late now or maybe it's not too late. I think they should have done that. There should have been a Bad Witch or, or a video for any of the three EPs, you know? There was a video for Less Than. Oh, you're right. Less Than had a video and I This Isn't The Place had a video even though it was more just like an image. <laughs> you know what I mean. It was still cool. Um, did, uh, not the actual events didn't have any, did it? No, I don't believe it did. Oh, no. Unless you count Twin Peaks, The Return. That's a great That's video. An, an instrumental one would be cool. How about a video to Just Like You Imagined? There we go. All right. So Ooh, that'd be good. Okay. That's enough on that one. Um, okay. Do you have another one? Oh, it's my turn. Sorry. Um, um, we have another one from Holly that asks, how did we meet? So we already answered that one. Um, Holly, okay. that's Jamie's. So we have one from Mock Swagger. Oh, they think they're being cute, huh? Mm-hmm. Mock Swagger asks at one fifty one on sunspots, what kind of vacuum cleaner do you think Trent is using? I'm pretty sure it's a Hoover Power Drive bagless, but my friend insists (laughs) it's a Dyson Ball multi-floor upright. Any thoughts? Well, as someone who owns a Dyson Ball multi-floor upright, I'm going to have to agree with your friend. Is that what ours is? Yes. We got it for a wedding gift. Guys, we could never afford a Dyson. Dyson's are supposed to be quiet, and ours isn't, (laughs) and it sucks. It's because of all the cat hair, I'm sure. I think that, like, this... Okay, that's funny, first of all. Mm Mm-hmm. I think I remember when With Teeth came out, Meathead kind of made a similar joke on his his site. That was pretty funny. <laughs> there was a Meathead joke about this, about how it, because everyone thinks it sounds like a vacuum cleaner. 
I know they have they haven't played sunspots ever, but they did play that little vacuum cleaner part over the top of their weird sanctified rendition. I think in like 2013, hmm. and I think they should have straight up brought out a vacuum cleaner and just like had someone play it. Like why not? Um, oh, Mock Swagger had a real question. I wonder who this is on if we know this person on Instagram. Just wanted to say I really enjoy the show and look forward to future episodes. I've been an NIN fan and collector since '92. I'm old. I feel ya. I can't say that it. I can't say that it goes back to '92, but I do feel ya on the being old part. And always enjoy hearing the perspective of of others on various NIN songs and albums. Keep up the good work. Well, thank you very much. We are glad you're here. Thank you. And we're glad some fellow old folks are listening along. <sighs> Okay, so this is our final nail bag question. Well, it's the last one. There's something from Holly. Hang on. That's the one that asks, how did we meet? Yeah, but she had more than one. Oh, well, you didn't send me those. Sorry. Holly also asked, what album you each have listened to more times than any other? The one you actually wore out, bought again, and still go back to to this day. Wow. I can say... Does it have to be a Nine Inch Nails album or is it mm, any album? It doesn't. There's it no doesn't s- have to be because she's. Holly said mine is the Unforgettable Fire. Oh, you too. Yeah. So, but I maybe we. Sh- I guess it could be Nine Inch Nails. It could be something else. I, uh, as I've talked about on the show, many many of my Nine Inch Nails CDs were stolen very early on in my collecting. And I did rebuy like the Downward Spiral, Pretty Hate Machine, The Fragile, just because I had to listen to them again. The Fragile, I I like had a friend burn both discs for me. I listened to those burn CDs uh, practically until they were worn out. It's pretty hard to wear out a CD. It is really hard. Then I went out and bought myself a real copy of it, probably at CD Warehouse. Then it was stolen. Then I bought it again. So, I mean, me and The Fragile went through some shit. Yeah. Um, if it was a Nine Inch Nails album, it would be probably The Downward Spiral. If it was any other album, but this is not an album I return to, so never mind. I probably shouldn't say it. Uh, what is it? I'm a little embarrassed. This is like fifth grade Jessica, but I played this tape nonstop. This is before I discovered rock. Is it Jewel or some shit? <laughs> no. This is pre-Jewel. Uh, Ace of Base, oh, The Sign. I played that I, a lot, too. I had that on cassette. I played it all the time. Played it so much, I wore the cassette out, which I didn't know you could do. Mm-hmm. My mom bought me another copy. Then my sister took that copy and went cruising one night oh and borrowed God. it and let someone else borrow it. This is why I hated loaning my sister anything. <laughs> so we never got it back from whoever she loaned it wow. to. So my mom had to buy me another copy. And then when I got a CD player, it was my mom bought me a copy of the sign to go along with it. This is a lot of copies of the sign. Yeah, I really supported Ace of Base, apparently. Um, But uh, yeah, I guess as far as I know, it would be the Downward Spiral. But I mean, there are other albums. I don't return to it. I'm trying to think of an album that I really, really, really love Liz Fair's Exile and Guyville. And Blake can vouch for that. Yeah, she does. And I love it too, but she loves it more. Albums like The Pixies, Surfer Rosa, I've listened to uh, since I was like 
15 or 16 and just kept going back to and back yeah. to. I love Hole, Live Through This and Celebrity Skin are like two of my favorite albums of all time. Yeah. Um, I mean, I still go back and listen to them. I think they're brilliant. Um, there's just so but, many. Lately, if I'm talking about an album I kind of discovered during the pandemic, it would be David Bowie's Low. I really got into mm. that and listened to it over and over and over this pandemic. And his whole discography. Yeah, but I really got into like the Berlin trilogy, especially low. Yeah. So it's brilliant. Okay. Are we going to go to the industrial accident? Okay. I love the setup for this. Okay. Here we go. This is from a friend of the pod, the Creepy Crawly Company, who I suggest following. They make dope shit. Yeah. Go get their shit. <laughs> um, so here we go. Oh, no. <laughs> There's been an industrial accident. The broken EP has to lose a track. It's up to you to decide which song is cut. <laughs> Instrumentals and hidden tracks don't count. What do you remove? Thanks for the great content. Keep it up. One gotta go. One gotta go. And it can't be. You can't just be like, well, let's so, get rid of... Uh, pinion and pinion and uh, uh, Help Me, I'm in Hell are out of the question. And the, the two bonus tracks. Yeah. So we're down to just wish... Uh-huh. Last, uh-huh. happiness and slavery, and, and gave, up. gave up. So four great songs. <sighs> you have to choose one to uh, disappear forever. <sighs> um, this is a great question. A great like thought experiment. Now, if there's a gun to my head, I would just choose take the, the gun. Bullet. Take because the bullet. I couldn't. Yeah, take the deprive bullet. anyone of any song from the main EP. Yeah. I mean, obviously, if it was a, an instrumental to cut, I could right. cut an instrumental. I could, even though I love both, maybe mm-hmm. I'd cut Pinion or something, even though Pinion's essential. I would cut Hell Me, I'm in Hell. So. That one's so beautiful to me. I love the sound of it. I couldn't get rid of it. Sorry. It's okay. I'd probably choose Pinion. Anyway, no, we're not talking about those. We're talking about the four main songs. I've been thinking about this. It's, I don't even know. Like, I thought maybe it would come down to, so like Wish and Gave Up are both similar types of songs they're both like a they're both quick double time Mm -hmm. kind of metal sounding songs which do you think is the better one wish or gave up i already know i i had to think about this today i know what i'm gonna cut so i'm not gonna tell you okay why don't you tell me what you're gonna cut then well i couldn't choose last because i love last i couldn't choose happiness and slavery because it might be my low-key favorite on that album and there's nothing like it yeah i could not cut wish oh I decided on Gave Up, and here's why. Gave Up was my number one most played song in 2020. Oh, my so God. So I feel like I've heard it so many times that I you could... be done with it. I could, I could let it go. I, I'm not happy about this situation. I can't believe it was your number one most played song in 2020. Yeah. It's crazy. It was a weird year, you know? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'd, maybe I'd have to choose Wish, even though Wish is great. There's no good answer here. But I think we both agree it comes down to Wish or Gave Up, even though... Both wish has fist fuck. Yeah, it does. It has mm-hmm. a lot of great fucks. Mm. Maybe I'd also say Gave Up, even though I mean, great. I hate to do it. I would rather die than give it up. Mm-hmm. I can't... Gave Up? I mean, it's right in there on the title. <sighs> yeah, I don't want to give it up. Never going to give you up. Gave Up? I don't know, though. That's, that is torturous. That's, Shame that's on the you, one. creepy crawler, for doing that to us. <laughs> that's the one I decided on. Um, okay. I also want to hear everyone else's decision on that. 
um, maybe we'll post this as a post later to our Instagram account and see what everyone else has to think. All so, All right. I got a, was that all the real questions? I believe so. I'm just going to throw this one in for, for fun because Asher Eubank sent us in, um, we got one from Asher Eubank that just said, <laughs> just H E H E. What's he, 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 And I was like, A, 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 A. Uh-huh. And he was like, ah, ha, ha. <laughs> they said, ah, ha, ha. Then they said, will I be featured on the Nailed podcast? <laughs> And I said, maybe if you had a good question slash comment. And they said, fair enough. But you know what? We love all our listeners equally, so we're going to put you on the podcast. (laughs) I'm not sure what you were trying to get at, but, you know, God love you anyway. You said Asher was the name? Asher. All right. Thank you, Asher. Thanks, Asher. Was that your nephew? No, I okay. do have a nephew. Well, I shouldn't. I shouldn't dox what my nephews are named. Come on. We don't. We don't have to give their last name. Okay. Okay. So that's our first nail, nail bag. bag. We need a nail bag theme. Maybe you can create one for our next nail bag, which will be after the broken era. So mm-hmm. keep those questions coming. We'll do another one of these between, um, yep. I guess, fixed and are we gonna- March of the Pigs. Would be the Halo after fixed. I don't know if I'm going to guarantee that that's going to happen, but it I feels need like all. <laughs> it feels like that's going to come up really soon. I need I need research time. Yeah, true. It's going to be we're going to have a lot a lot of preparation for downward spiral. Mm-hmm. But we do have March of the Pigs to kind of give us some time there. Yeah. Um, our next episode will be Halo Five Broken. Finally. Yeah. Finally. One of my favorite Halos. Finally, we're getting there. Uh. We do have bonus content planned, so we're going to do a bonus episode on the Broken movie. Mm-hmm. And then I think Katie and I will do another fashion bonus episode. So if you have any cool pics from the Broken era or fashion yeah. stories, send them to us. We're having a hard time finding stylists or, or brands or even knowing if, if for certain it's from that era. Obviously, some of them are like I can obviously tell, but some of them like some of the Joseph Coltis photos, I can't tell if they are from hmm. broken or downward spiral era because he kind of did both. I think. Are we going to get a stylist on the podcast? I did email the stylist for I found out who the stylist was for the closer video and nice. I emailed them and asked very nicely if they would be interested in coming on a podcast to talk about. Just, you know, their work in general. Um, they also did the costumes for Lady Bird. So kind of a big deal. Nice. Yeah. Um, Got it. Got to have them on. They have not replied. Uh, to be fair, though, it's not an email. It's through like a, their official website. There's a like a just a place where you can submit, you know, uh, feedback or work inquiries, I guess. So I don't know. I don't know if the stylist even sees the content. I don't know if someone else filters it out or not. So if you want to be a guest, if you think you have something important to say, get at us. We're looking for guests. Yeah. If you think, if you have a special connection to the album fixed, if you're Butch Vig, (laughs) get at me. Butch, what's up? We'll put you on the fixed episode. We're trying to figure out what to do with that one. I, you know what? I feel like I could just slide in his DMs. Probably. Yeah. Why not? 
Just be like, hey, me cute girl. <laughs> What's I up? love your work with garbage mm-hmm. and also all your production work. I like slick production. Who doesn't love Nevermind? Did Nobody. he do Siamese Dream? Am I nuts for thinking that? Or Gish? Did he do? He did one of those. Hold on. Now I have to look it up. I feel like they both had big names. He might have done Gish. Hold on. But Siamese Dream was someone important. Yeah, I think it was Butch Vig. Look it up. Butch Vig. <laughs> Siamese Dream? <laughs> yes. And and Gish? Melancholy was Flood. I thought it was Flood and Mulder. Probably. Yes. Also did Butch Gish. Butch Vig was also Gish. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Did both. Okay. And also Billy Corgan is listed as a producer, too. So, not to discount Billy. Well, of course. Um, I want to thank all our Patreons. Do we have a list where we can just shout them all out? Let's I mean, do we it. S- look... Well, first of all, we said a lot of them in, You're in gonna... the letters. Oh, yeah, that's true. said a lot of them in letters. Everyone likes to be thanked. I like to be thanked. Holly is a new one. Holly might be our newest one. Thank you, Holly. So thank you times one million to new patrons. Holly, Matt, Logan, um, Jody, Travis, Liz, Jordy. Taylor, of course, and Myla. Those are the newest ones that it shows me when I look at new patrons. There are more than that. I do want to give a shout out to uh, everyone who shares our content on Instagram and Twitter. Um, Melissa at NIN My Nothing. Thank you. Thank you to Melissa. Big supporter. Um, Thank you to uh, Creepy Crawly Company. Thank you to Sweet Tooth Enamel. Mm -hmm. Thank you to Halos and Sigils. Thank you to Ixie. Ixie um, reposted us when we were brand new and it helped us like start to gain a following. You know who Ixie is. Yes, I'm sure. If you're listening, you probably do. Yeah. Um, I know there's so many more. I had started a list. Life of Lauren has been very supportive. Thank you to Taylor, Katie, Crystal. Some of these are repeats. <laughs> nine Inch Nailing Your Mom, which is nine, maybe one of my favorite Nine Instagram Inch Nailing account. Your Mom. They also share our stuff. Uh, yeah, a lot of people share the stuff. I can't even keep up with who shares it because it's all happening so fast. There's one more I want to give a shout out to. Krimatow. Thanks, Krimatow. I don't know if we're saying that right at all. So please feel free to uh, send us how to pronounce yeah, your account us name. If wrong. <laughs> Just send us phonetical spelling. Krimatow has got a great account on uh-huh. Instagram. Yeah. Halo99. Halo 99, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. You know what I wanted to do before we... What? Before we went into Broken is do talk about Now I'm Nothing. Yeah, I forgot about that. Can we not do that? Why don't we do that on our closing, <laughs> on our next Nailed Bag? <laughs> then it'll be... This, we'll is, be... this is 90 minutes long. Fine. We'll just have to make a separate bonus episode about it, I guess. Fine. I guess we will. Anyone want to come on and talk about Now I'm Nothing? <laughs> If That'd you want to awesome. come on and talk about Now I'm Nothing, please DM me. Uh, so follow us on Instagram if you haven't, at NailedPod. It's also at NailedPod on Twitter. We need more Twitter followers. Twitter, it's hard to get a following Twitter's on. Twitter's tough. I'm not very good at Twitter. I'm, I'm horrible Instagram. at Twitter. I just... Um, if, if you want to write letters like these people have today, um, it's NailedPod at gmail.com. Check out other podcasts on our, our network. 
the Ox Podcast Network, AUX. That's uh, that's my podcast network that I started. And you want to get our bonus episodes and all of the bonus episodes for all Ox Podcasts. You just have to join one Patreon. It's patreon.com slash oxaudio. And we will be adjusting the tiers, so there are going to be different gifts and yeah. different levels. So you can start at just $5 a month and get all the bonus episodes for everything. Um, we're we're going to be adding cool merch that you get if you sign up starting at $10 a month. And thinking about having really cool stuff at, uh, if you want to sign up at the $20 level. Like you get to decide topics for episodes and stuff like that. Okay, anything else? No, I think I'm good. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the support. Thanks for the kind words. Okay, until next time. I've been Jessica. I've been Blake. And didn't that make you feel better? Mm-hmm.